1: Welcome back to the best podcast to ever exist objectively ever in the history of ever, ever. I don't know. It's the best. This week, Lauren's gonna tell us a story.
2: Hello to everyone who's here listening to an educational podcast who thinks that they know more than us. You don't. Uh, you definitely don't know more than me. So we're here to educate you, so welcome back to Hyperfocus. So that you can at least try to keep up with us a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to try. You know, it's good to have goals in life, things to strive um, for. You know,
1: ignorance is bliss, mm. and if you think that you can reach our levels of knowledge, then... Yes, that might be a bit ignorant, but it might make you happy. Ignorance is bliss, and that's why we're mentally ill. <laughs> okay, I know you say that as a joke. There is research to support that. Yeah,
2: yeah. There is. So, good stuff. Welcome back to Hyperfocus. Is there yeah. anything else we want to say in our intro? <laughs> Hi. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> no. Welcome back. Sorry, that was loud. So, um, <laughs> why don't you reiterate that you can win stickers. Please do that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, maybe you want to tell them how. Well, okay. So, if you want to win stickers, you can write us a review on iTunes. And are we doing reviews anywhere else? I mean, anywhere where you write reviews. Yeah. There's a
1: couple other independent uh, places that you can do it. Just
2: send us a screenshot of your review
1: uh, on Instagram, Twitter. Instagram, Twitter, or send us a Gmail. Send us the address you want it sent to, and everyone who writes a review in the month of April will get a free sticker.
2: The stickers are beautiful. You can stick them right on your laptop.
1: Or anywhere. Or anywhere. You can stick them on your car, on your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. It's Anything. go. All right. So before we get into the episode that we're going to discuss today, some apologies yes. I would like to make for uh, the last episode. For Rachel's not, last episode? Not necessary. Uh, so first- Don't, don't waste their time. I want to apologize to all animal rights activists for the disrespect that Rachel showed for pigeon lives in the last episode and that she was excited that they were stuck <laughs> into socks and didn't mind that they were sent on suicide missions. Homegirl,
1: you ever been to New York? You ever seen a New York pigeon?
2: Again, I apologize for that. Um, I also want to apologize for the extreme letdown at the end of the last episode. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You can go listen to it. That's the spoiler I won't give you, what the letdown is. The letdown at the end of the story that Rachel built up this amazing story for and then came to a screeching halt. So thanks for that, Rachel. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lesson in life, if you will. Um, The last (laughs) apology I want to give is an apology on both of our behalf. I just wanted to apologize for the fighting that you guys unfortunately had to witness. We're doing better now. On Easter. Yep. Um, It was a little chaotic, but you should have seen this kind of chaos coming from us. So really, you're welcome for fulfilling your expectation. So this story, I believe that you are familiar with it, Rachel. Probably. I know everything. Now that I've said that, I'm not going to know it. My mom actually asked me to do an episode on this. So shout out to mom. Here you go. Um, So now you can learn about this topic. But um, this topic takes place in Steerhouse Nursing and Rehabilitation Center in Providence, Rhode Island. So Steerhouse, part of their mission is that they believe in the therapeutic benefits of animal companionship. And they've had cats, parakeets, a floppy-eared bunny, and several re- regular canine visitors there. Rachel. I'm very coming confused. up empty. That's fine. Um, so, in 2005, Dr. David Dosa... Um,
1: that was our ice maker. Gorgeous. Yes, very nice.
2: Dr. David Dosa um, said that Oscar, who is one of the therapy cats, was a very scared cat. He would hide in a supply closet, like most of the time, but he would come out of the closet when a patient was near their death. Okay. In his article, Dr. Dosa tells the story of Oscar making his rounds and waiting patiently at the door of a woman with breast cancer to be let in. Um, And then he jumped up onto her bed, sniffed the air, and jumped back down and left. Then he went a few doors down to another patient's door and curled up next to her and stayed right there. The nurse saw him and immediately called the family, and Oscar stayed nearby until Mm -hmm. she passed. Perhaps I have heard this. Yes, perhaps. I
1: don't know much about it, though.
2: All right. There was another instance in which... The staff at the nursing home was absolutely certain that one patient was going to die, but Oscar would not sit with them. They put him on the bed. And you he can't sit down. with us. Yeah, and so they were like, that. "Oh, he's actually, you know, messing up today. We really think this patient is going to die." But instead, he went and sat with another patient. As it turns out, Oscar was right, and the doctors were wrong. The other patient died first. So he was a usual therapy cat. He was working in the dementia unit, um, but he would go in to comfort a patient. And so with these incidents, they noticed a pattern that started when he was about six months old, where he was able to accurately predict a patient's death. They realized that this was something unique when he was right about 20 to 30 deaths in a row.
1: What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. Please hold. I have to change. My, my headphones are a little loud. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. I'm sorry
2: I held back my reaction for that. Um, You're good. There's a lot of deaths. The well, cat. he was in an Alzheimer's and dementia yeah. wing in a nursing the, home. The cat is seen a lot. Yeah. So um, the cat has been described as quote, a furry grim reaper or a four-legged angel of death. <laughs> this is Oscar the therapy cat. He is able to actually...
1: Is he a therapy
2: cat or is he an angel of death? <laughs> like, pick one. Depends on who you ask, really. Most people think therapy cat. What would Oscar say, though? So Oscar is actually known for being a little bit indifferent and cranky unless you're dying. Because yeah, I was gonna say he's like he's a cat.
1: Like there's no way he would say I'm here to make people happy. He he wouldn't he wouldn't
2: be there to make people happy. If I know anything about
1: cats, he would he would prefer to be a grim reaper.
2: Although he was referred to as the grim reaper or angel of death, he, and became a sensation because of these things. Um, Doctor Dosa, who's the one who primarily publicized historian wrote the article on him was saying that he wasn't ever supposed to be something scary he was supposed to be something comforting um well then you chose a cat so the alternative <laughs> would be if oscar is cuddling with you in which case you should be concerned probably yeah yeah um
1: that's like the ideal job for a cat is to like only love people when you know you, when you know they're have, gonna die when you know you only have to do it for a couple months
2: not months, like Days, he would go in weeks, right, hours, right when they were going to die. Whatever. Yeah. That's,
1: that's the ideal cat for a job. Mm. Cat for a job, yes. <laughs> and job for a cat. Yeah. Yep. I, 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 I love cats. This is not, this is not anti-cat yes. propaganda. No, we do This love is cats. pro-cat pop- propaganda.
2: <laughs> and this is, I mean, this cat was very useful for this. And I actually <laughs> got to a point where, this is a quote from Dr. Dosa, quote, his mere presence at the bedside is viewed by physicians and nursing home staff as an almost absolute indicator of impending death. Allowing staff members to adequately notify so families. It shouldn't be funny to me, but it is. I understand. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I mean, I think it's really cool and special and helpful that like, they're able to have that indicator to tell the families. But also, like, can you imagine getting that phone call? Like, hey, um, just wanted to let you know your grandma's about to die. The cat's cuddling with her. It's coming Not fast. a good sign. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Our, you know,
1: we have the best team of medical professionals here but the cat says it's time.
2: Yep, cat says it's time. And sometimes the medical professionals were wrong, apparently. Yeah. He first made headlines in 2007 when Dr. Dose's article was featured in the New England Journal of Medicine. I um, put that in the description. I recommend reading it. It's an easy read. He received a Hospice Champion Award, and he would often be mentioned in obituaries and funeral services. What is a
1: Hospice Champion Award? Like, that just doesn't sound like a good thing to win
2: (laughs) It was for like love and care in a ho- in a ho- <laughs> but okay but yeah 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 and he was very often mentioned in obituaries and funerals which is interesting as well like how in what context do you bring up that cat in the obituary or funeral you know
1: Uh, on the death date X person died on X date after being predicted hours before by a cat <laughs> <laughs> have we considered the possibility that the cat is killing the people.
2: I don't think we have. Um, I mean, part of the thing, though, is that nobody actually uh, knows how he's predicting it. It's interesting because, because- he's controlling
1: it. Listen, if the cat is killing the people, uh-huh. then his predictions will never be wrong.
2: But there's medical professionals there all the time. Yeah, and they were often wrong.
1: Why would they be so wrong unless the cat was doing something? We have a new theory that today's new topic no, is no. cat murderers. <laughs> Um, Literally becoming an angel of death.
2: I would like to posit an alternative theory. No. Which is that... Um, None. Humans are significantly more fallible than cats.
1: So, okay. Let's let's consider this for a moment. Okay. You think that
2: cats uh,
1: have a uh, better, a more uh, developed faculty of reason than humans do? Um, I
2: don't think we would know. So I don't think we can say that definitively. Okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> so... Your theory doesn't hold up. Mine does. There's no evidence that he was killing
1: people. There's very good circumstantial evidence, though. And there's no evidence that he wasn't killing people.
2: You better watch your words or he's going to come see you. You think I couldn't take a cat? <laughs> <laughs> Fight to the death?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Hey, cats who hate people like me, so... That's good. You know, it's it's probably just because we're on the same wavelength of like, oh...
2: We hate Actually, people. what
1: you said is wrong. <laughs> And we're going with what I'm saying. <laughs> There's an funny. understanding there. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, as of January of 2010, he had predicted 50 deaths. And as of 2015, he'd predicted as many as 100 deaths. Was he ever wrong? I don't think so. Like, mm. I don't know. That wasn't talked about anywhere. Okay. You know what I mean? We'll talk a little bit about that in a couple minutes. Sounds actually, like revisionist history to me. I didn't write it. Um, okay, so Oscar is, as we've mentioned, sometimes called the angel of death. Um, so there's a question there of, can he smell the future? Some think he has a spiritual <laughs> connection that humans can't perceive.
1: Oh, that's, that's so good. I'm sorry. I, like, I know exactly what you're saying, <laughs> but can he smell the future? Is this a psychic thinnestheic cat? Could be. Oh, yes. I
2: love it. I mean, but also let's Please talk continue. about the spiritual connection as an option. Think about how often cats are associated with Halloween, associated with dark and creepy things. Could be a spiritual connection there. Connected with... Why does it have, to be, be, why does it have it? to
1: be dark and creepy things? I mean, I guess like bad luck.
2: <laughs> y- yeah. Yeah.
1: Although Oscar's adorable, so... The general aura of death that they bring with them yeah. sometimes. You know those that tweet that... I, I don't remember if it was a tweet or where it was from, but it's like... Talking about how much dog owners love and prize their, their pets. And then it's like cat owners, this is my cat garbage and I hate him.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I've never had a cat because my dad is allergic, but they're very soft and cuddly. Well, they like, don't sounds, they don't usually like me very much. It sounds like you need to get rid of your dad. No. <laughs> He's
1: gonna hear that. That's okay. We hey, used to doing? me and my brother used
2: to watch my neighbors' cats and I would have to bring my brother because there was one of the cats that was skittish but really liked him. And so he would come over to get the cats so that they wouldn't run away from me. Love that. Yep. And then he took my job and got a raise because he was better at it. Capitalism.
1: <laughs> cat. <laughs> capitalism. Cat- yeah, that was really hard. Cat- I, I, capitalism. I tried. I tried really hard and I
2: failed. Oh, man. So Dr. Dose's theory is that there's a science, um, even though there isn't a scientific explanation so far for what Oscar was able to do, um, it likely isn't spiritual, but that Oscar might be able to actually sense a pheromone or some kind of a smell that humans can't perceive. So that's the theory.
1: I'm like honestly, yes, I was making fun of the spiritual thing. I'm not like totally against that. Yeah. I'm. I am. Uh, I'm also. Uh, I'm definitely not against the uh, the scientific explanations as well. There's probably a little bit of both, but I mean, yeah. in, in humans, I think there's a lot yeah. of uh, intuition, and intuition can be a very valuable source, even if there's no scientific reasoning behind it although really there is a lot of
2: scientific reasoning behind that's it. true Intuition. that's, that's true real. um there is one study in it was published by the journal of the intensive care society in 2016 that discussed this case sounds like a really sad journal yeah i was looking at it and it was interesting because the introduction was on oscar and then the rest of the article was about how little people know about predict, predict predicting death um but it basically highlights the need to recognize that we are generally uncertain when death would come um and you that's linked in the description as well. But it goes through a lot of like, you know, statistically how doctors are often unsure and people don't get to say goodbye and those kinds of things. And so it was really beneficial to have Oscar in that one nursing home facility because they were able to alert people before they, you know, alert their loved ones before they actually died.
1: Hyperfocus, a podcast for chaotic minds, is brought to you by the both certainty and uncertainty of death. <laughs> Now back to the show.
2: That's been like a very common theme. Yes, that's why. Show. That's that's why I said it. That's why I said it. <laughs> um, just go back to Manene. Um, or literally mean, any other literally episode. any episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Marilyn Monroe. We have both certainty and uncertainty of death, mm-hmm. and in and in Manene. yeah, and in Manene.
1: Violet Jessup, yep, Voight Kind of It's in a war, war in uh, Project Pigeon,
2: yeah, good stuff. Welcome fun, to fun, our fun, light, light-hearted, lighthearted show. show. Yeah. Please continue. All right. So uh, there are some researchers that think that Oscar's case is the result of confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. So basically, there was one, step- one researcher who was like, hey, it's very likely that these people were like, oh, that's weird. He happened to be sitting with this person when they died. and But there are a lot of people dying there. Right. So that was the argument. And
1: then they only pay attention to who he is sitting with when that person dies.
2: Yes. So that is, um, that school of thought is out there. To me, though, that doesn't seem super convincing just because of how dependent the doctors and nurses were on Oscar, like, when he would predict they would call the family, like, that kind of a thing. And he would be correct so often. That doesn't feel likely to me. Like, that wouldn't work if it were only confirmation bias. You know what I mean? Do you think? Seems like it to me. I was curious what you think, and you guys should let us know what you think. Like,
1: how many – was there ever any mention of how many times they called the family and the person didn't die? That was never discussed. right? Or times when they, you know, if the cat sat with someone for 10 minutes and they didn't notice, or no one reported it, or –
2: Yeah, so we'll never know the specific stuff on that. But honestly, like, I don't buy it. Like, I think that there was something there personally. I'm always um, skeptical of things not being confirmation bias. Yes, I
1: know you are. So (laughs) in all likelihood, there was probably some truth to it and a little bit of confirmation bias compounding.
2: It is notable, though, that, uh, quote, Oscar's mere presence at the bedside is viewed by physicians and nursing home staff as an almost absolute indicator of impending death. Um, I thought it was interesting, too, how much of a comfort Oscar was to the families. So that was something that people would talk about, like, even though I couldn't be there with my loved one, Oscar was there. That was something that people would literally discuss. What, did they not believe Oscar? So They didn't go? <laughs> or Come they couldn't on. get there in time or something like that. Um, There was one family that said that, quote, it's not that we trusted the cat more than the nurse. First of all. Great way to start. Sounds like a lie to me. <laughs> Sounds like you
1: trusted the cat more.
2: Well, the next sentence is not exactly. Yeah. It was well. There was just something about Oscar. He was so. Co- he seemed so convinced of what he was doing. He was so clear in his intention and dedication. So regardless to murder. <laughs> no his dedication to murder. No, no, no.
1: I unconvinced.
2: <laughs> regardless of.
1: <laughs> regardless of sneeze. Yes.
2: Regardless of um how exactly Oscar knew to be there, if this was confirmation bias, if he smelled death, if he had a connection with God and knew where to go, regardless of what was going on here, um, Oscar was there to comfort people in their last moments and to help them like in that passage to death. So like I think regardless, like it's still a really sweet thing and he still did a lot of good for those families. One question that was raised in a lot of different articles was if this is something that other animals can do as well, and if most cats just don't have the opportunity Oscar has.
1: No, I think I, – I genuinely think that uh, animals do kind of have that ability. Uh, whether it's to the same extent as humans do, I am doubtful. But I think <laughs> – I, I think it's not that they necessarily have less opportunity, which, I mean, yes, that's true. Uh, I think most cats don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I've had plenty of experiences where, like – Okay, you know how I—I I think I told you this, or maybe maybe I told um, our other roommate. But there was one day, um, a couple weeks ago, where I was just like really struggling, and I went for a run, and literally every dog that I passed like pulled <laughs> to come near me and was like trying to lick me and stuff. And I was like, I feel like I should take that as a sign yeah. that I need some help. Yeah,
2: <laughs> probably. Like I—I I,
1: I think there's—I think there's something to that.
2: I—I I think so too. Um, Oscar was adopted as just a little baby cat and was raised in a nursing home. So he would have had the opportunity to learn how to care for people, learn how to be a good therapy cat as they were dying, and maybe sense right before they were going to die and be there for them really. Like I think that there's a question in there that could beg a lot of future study, just in like, okay, so if cats are raised from when they were little kittens, if any cat is able to comfort in the same way and be intuitive in the same way as Oscar. I think that's an interesting question.
1: I guess the listeners can't hear me nodding.
2: No, they can't hear you nodding. (laughs) Rachel was nodding. Rachel was nodding. We need like a a, we need like a a, a, skeptical like a third person narrator (laughs) (laughs) to say what's going on. (laughs) That would be very funny. So, um, I tried to look into and see if I could figure out if Oscar was still alive. I found no information saying that Oscar was dead. I looked on the um, Steerhouse. I was going to ask. The nursing home, the Steerhouse website. Did you say what year he was born? They. Do you know how old this cat started is? started in 2005? Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait, yeah, wait. How old is he? That. Hold on.
1: He's getting up there. The longest I've ever had a cat live is 16 years.
2: Yeah. Okay, so he was born in 2005. Um, and he
1: appears to still be living?
2: I looked all over. Is he gaining lives maybe as as people
1: die he doesn't just have nine lives maybe he's immortal he's gaining the powers he's not only killing people
2: (laughs) he's he's gaining their lives okay i don't think oscar is killing people i just want to go on the record and say that I just I feel like I should. Um,
1: Do you think that people are taking me seriously when I say a cat has killed this many people?
2: No, I just wanted to go on record and say I don't think so. I don't think they're taking you seriously. <laughs> Thank you either. for
1: clarifying the most obvious thing ever. Yeah, you're welcome.
2: Um, but oh yeah, so this cat, if he is still alive, he's got to be about sixteen. Um, the Steerhouse website. Said that he was alive. So, but it also didn't look like it had been updated in a little bit. So I couldn't tell if he, like, I didn't think that that was definitive, but I didn't find any information on him dying. And I figured that they would have had some kind of a, you know, a tribute to him. He
1: uh, went and laid down by the website for a while. So the website is dead. There's no updates.
2: That's a terrible joke. It's not good.
1: It wasn't a joke.
2: (laughs) You're horrible. (laughs) They just put his picture on it and it was like, nope, done. My computer's about to die. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) So Dr. David Dosa who was the researcher we've been talking about throughout this from Brown University, he also wrote a book on it called Making the Rounds with Oscar. Um, you can buy that and read that on Amazon. Part of the reason that he did that is because when he initially published that first article, people kind of took Oscar as, oh, Grim Reaper, creepy, murdering people like you. Um, <laughs> and he was like, no, no, no. The point of this is so much more him comforting the families and being there with people as they pass. So he wrote the book to more fully tell Oscar's story. In
1: all seriousness, yeah, both of those things are not what I'm most interested in. Neither the idea of him killing people or the idea of him comforting people, but yeah, yeah just the, the idea of uh, spirituality, intuition, cats knowing things humans don't.
2: Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, but- interestingly dr dosa's um main like goal with this was to identify how people cope with death Mm -hmm. so i think that that's really interesting i'll be interested to see if he comes out with more in the future on like oh yeah it was very important to them to have oscar there because of Uh, this. it'll be interesting to see what he
1: says when oscar dies about how he copes with death
2: yeah the death of oscar yeah and how the nursing home does and that kind of thing yeah yeah that's the information i have for you
1: today rachel all right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, it was a good one. But um, I think Oscar has just walked in. Yep. So I think that means it's the end of this episode.
2: That is what that means. But he has
1: just killed our episode.
2: I think Oscar might give us enough time to tell them all about where they can contact us. So sure, we do from that. beyond the veil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh my goodness, no. We are not dead. Um, Not yet. But uh, you can find us in many places. So many places. So
2: many. We're everywhere. We're we're
1: all over the world. We're all around you. We're in you. all the corners of the internet. Don't make me do the all around you thing. Oh, please don't. Oh, I'm no. gonna. Simply because you asked me not to.
2: Rachel, please do it. I'm begging you. I really want you to do it so badly.
1: I love when people beg me for things. Oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> yeah, you can find us because we are oh. I think that only works if you're wearing headphones. I heard it. Um, <laughs> well, you're yeah. wearing headphones, uh, but yeah, we are we are everywhere. Uh, so keep an eye out for us. Uh, for example,
2: Instagram. Uh,
1: where on Instagram, Lauren?
2: At Hyperfocus Pod. What about Twitter? Hyperfocus underscore Pod. TikTok? Hyperfocus Pod. No way, we're there. Yeah, we're there. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Reddit. What are we on right now? I
1: honestly don't even know. I think it's Hyperfocus Podcast, but don't hold me to that.
2: Just go find Um, us. Just do a little research. Come on. Yeah.
1: uh, We're making it so easy for you, but you can also send us an email.
2: Hyperfocuscast at gmail.com.
1: You can also find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. One, you can like and follow us. The other one, you can join us and talk about these things. Yes, yes. Or honestly, even your own hyperfixations. Oh, yeah. Where is
2: that, Lauren? Hyperfocus colon, a podcast for chaotic minds. Yes, hopefully
1: Oscar doesn't come to that page. That would not be good. We can't post a picture of
2: him. Well, if he comes, hopefully he's indifferent and cranky towards us. <laughs> just not cuddly. <laughs> I love an indifferent and cranky cat. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, it was wonderful. Yes. Talking to all of you today.
2: Yes, yes. Thank you for coming. We love you.
1: I don't know why that just sounds so weird to me. Like, talking <laughs> to you. Thank you for coming. There's no physical space. We still love you. We transcend time and space. So thank you for joining us. Stay chaotic, babes.
2: But that it might. The cap. Sorry. The Oxford <laughs> words. Words.